0: We're going to get into God's Word. Even though it's a little bit different, even though it feels a little bit different, obviously the circumstances are very, very unique. Let's lean into God's Word together. So I'm going to open up to Proverbs 14. And I'm going to be reading from verse 25 to 30. And if you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay. We're going to have it up on the screen for you as well. But um, I just really want to lean into God's Word and then I'm going to pray for us and then I'm going to preach a message that I believe will impact um, in Jesus' name. So in Proverbs 14... And verse 25, it says this, a truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. Verse 27 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is the glory of a king, but without people, a prince is ruined. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Verse thirty says, "A tranquil heart." I feel like we need some tranquility right now in our world. But a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. I want to preach a message today, very specific message for this particular time, and the title of it. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can still write this down. If you come to our church, that's something I say all the time because we believe in the power of taking notes. But if you're taking notes, write this title down. When faith and fear collide. When faith and fear collide. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather around your word and around your son, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you that it all rests on the finished work of the cross and the power of the resurrection and that resurrection life lives in us today so no matter where we are whether we're right here where I am physically or if people are um, in their homes today in front of a screen that resurrection life permeates through us Lord when we when we choose to focus on you when we choose to put our faith in you Jesus so we thank you for that today we thank you for everything you're doing we pray for our world today we pray for what we're going through as a as a global community facing this um this issue this pandemic we thank you that as we choose to take our eyes off that and put our focus on you everything changes the perspective shifts and all of a sudden we find ourselves with a whole new hope because we've chosen to put our faith in jesus and in a god who knows the beginning from the end and is in control lord we love you pray you would bless this time, um, this morning, Lord, as we gather in Jesus' name. Amen. When faith and fear collide, I want to talk about that right now. I want to take a moment and talk about faith and I want to talk about fear. I've talked about this analogy before in our church, actually. I did a message one time called When Vision and Generosity Collide. And that was really uh, born out of that scripture that Paul shares about the church in Macedonia and their generosity despite their own troubles and how when vision when they could see what was taking place through the spread of the gospel it caused this this generosity on the inside to rise up and when those two things joined together when vision and generosity collided something great happened and I want to talk about that kind of holy collision today when it comes to fear and when it comes to faith today It seems like, and it seems like especially this past week, that fear has been running rampant in our world, has been permeating through the traffic lanes of life, that fear has somehow crept in, in a much greater way. Obviously, we're dealing with something specific and we're dealing with something that's requiring something of us as a society to respond and react in the right way. But fear has been running rampant lately. And I wanna to talk today about fear, but also faith. And what happens when those two things come together, which I believe is a pretty amazing thing. But there is actually a fear, that's a good fear. You might be saying, well, what, what do you mean? You just said that fear is running rampant in our society. Yeah, that's the spirit of fear. And I'm gonna talk about that in a moment, but there's actually a fear in the Bible that's a good fear. And when the fear and faith in the right combination, the right fear, and faith come together, it's actually a pretty incredible thing. I've got a couple of scriptures for you. You can write the, the references down and maybe read them another time if you like. But in Joshua 24 in verse 14, it says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and faithfulness. There's those two things, fear and faith. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in, and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Hebrews 11, verse 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, there they are again, faith and fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. And this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So those two scriptures just show me in one sentence in our Bibles, you can see fear and you can see faith actually working in a healthy dynamic. It's called, the, it's called the fear of God. It's called actually understanding this fear of God, that God is in control and He's sovereign. And he actually, He controls my life and everything He's given me. And so therefore, I fear that I fear Him in a good way. He is, he is sovereign. God is amazing. But what that does is it turns, it turns me around and makes me decide, oh, because of that, I'm going to have faith in God because I know He's in control. I know He knows what He's doing. So there's a faith and a fear that can actually coexist, which becomes a healthy dynamic and a healthy duo for you and for me. But there's also a fear that has a different way of working in our lives can actually be a very negative thing. And that's the spirit of fear. That's a fear that is actually really working right now in this season, in this time, taking the unknown, taking the the, the, the potential of certain things and, and running rampant in our society and heightening our anxiety and bringing us up to a level of, 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 of a place in our lives where we feel like, oh, this fear is just getting me right now. And we're seeing it everywhere. And I want to talk a little bit about this particular fear. And we can see it in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, And love and self control. See, that encouragement there is that to to remember that God hasn't given you this spirit of fear, but He's given you a different type of spirit altogether of power and love and self control. But if we're not careful, this spirit of fear can run rampant in our lives and in our society. Fear is a spirit that we can allow to come in, we can allow to permeate our being. Fear is a spirit that we can allow. In and can wreak havoc in our lives, but I wonder what happens when fear and faith collide. That spirit of fear comes in, but faith collides with it. What happens when those two dynamics meet, those two spirits meet together? What do we do when fear and faith collides in our lives? What do we do? Are we given a choice in that moment? Are we given the opportunity to do something about it? I believe that this morning, and wherever you're watching this, I believe this truth can be for you, is that when fear and faith collide, it's like an eclipse. What is an eclipse? Eclipse, so you think about a solar eclipse, it's one object moving over another object and completely doing away with that object. So you can't, can't see it in the line of sight anymore. It's not visible anymore. It's been eclipsed. That larger object has moved over the smaller object in the line of sight and therefore We can no longer see it. See, that's what happens when fear and faith collide. It's an eclipse. Faith rises up over fear in our lives. So I wanted to talk a little bit about those dynamics today. I wanted to give us, like I do every week, three opportunities, three handles, three, I guess, um, challenges for us today as a church to, to grab a hold of this. Because this is a relevant message for us today. When it comes to fear, fear can run rampant and spirit of fear can come in if we let it. But also we can understand there's actually something more powerful at work, which is our faith in Jesus Christ. So my point one this morning, um, or wherever you, whatever time you're watching this, point number one is this, faith is a greater force than fear. Faith is a greater force than fear. See, fear is simply greater. Sorry, faith is simply greater than fear is. Faith is much, much greater. Fear is from the world, but faith is from heaven. Fear is is a worldly thing. You think about the fear of unknown. What is it usually about? The fear of unknown is usually about what's going to happen to me in this world tomorrow or later today or in the next season. That fear of unknown, that spirit of fear that comes in and creeps into your life and my life. It's a real worldly thing. But faith, if you think about it, faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is, if you think about Jesus and his faithfulness towards all that he was supposed to do here on earth, faith is actually something that comes from heaven and changes our lives. But faith is a greater force than fear. Faith is something that is greater than fear. Fear can rise up, but faith can calm down. Fear can grip us, but faith is what can release that grip over our lives. Fear can breed when faith is... So fear cannot breed when faith is activated in our lives. See, fear, it breeds so well in the unknown. It breeds so well in the darkness. It breeds so well in, in the conditions where faith is not prevalent or not present. But when faith is there, it's amazing how fear has to subside. There's an eclipse that takes place in that moment. Faith is the greater force of the two. In fact, in my Bible, I read the ESV, um, a quick search showed me that fear is mentioned less than faith. So even in word count, in my Bible, faith is a greater force. It's more. It's there more than the word fear. And so I just want to encourage us today that faith is a much greater force in our lives. And if we get the opportunity to choose between the two, we should always choose faith because faith is much more potent and has much more ability in our lives. Think about this. Faith produces life, but fear produces death. Faith always lifts our eyes towards heaven. Faith always lifts our spirits up to the level of, of you know, where the presence of God is in worship. If we're, our, our spirits are lifted when we're in the presence of God. When we're praying, we're automatically praying and crying out to a God who is sovereign, who is our heavenly Father, who cares about us. And all of a sudden, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're lifting And our faith is producing this upliftedness in you and for me. But if you think about fear for a moment, if fear can get a hold of us, it automatically turns us down, turns our focus down, our gaze moves away from Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, but produces something that is more negative, which is not good. But a spirit of fear produces nothing truly positive. You think about just worry. Think about just worrying for a moment. I think if we're honest with ourselves, all of us worry. You know, worry is one of those things where Jesus told us, He said, don't worry. You look at the, the, the simply even the animals that God has put on the earth. He said, look at them. Look at the way God takes care of them. And here you are worrying. Don't worry because God knows what you need. But we all worry. We all worry. And I've even heard people use the... You know, the excuse, so they stay biblical. Well, I'm not worried, I'm just concerned. But, you know, it's the same thing. Worry is worry. And we all get worried from time to time. But worry is just a version of fear. Might be sort of a little lower level than maybe you think fear is. But worry is still worry. And worried about the future, worry is being fearful. But when we worry, listen to me, we give oxygen to that spirit of fear. We, we give, uh, it's almost like we're handing out opportunity to that spirit of fear when we worry. But when we choose to put faith in God, when we put, choose to put faith in a God who knows our needs, knows where we're at, knows what we need in this environment, knows that, that there are needs that our children have and knows the, the issues that we have. It's amazing when we choose to put our faith, which simply means our trust in God, that that fear all of a sudden subsides. Let me show you a scripture. It's Philippians four. Verse six through seven, I'm reading from the message. It says this, "Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Faith is a greater force than fear. Number two, faith positions fear. Faith positions fear. When fear and faith collide, the eclipse puts fear in its place. So when that holy eclipse takes place, when faith collides with fear, I believe in that moment, faith repositions fear and puts it in the right priority in our lives, which means faith is at the top and fear is at the bottom. What's the truth about fear? Fear is a liar. Fear just wants to get you to believe that something bad might happen to you or much worse, but fear is not always true. Fear is a liar and fear is a bad running mate with faith. They actually can't coexist together. Fear and faith, they just can't coexist. They can't work together. Fear will leave you panicked, where faith will leave you confident. Fear leaves you hopeless, yet faith will fill you with hope today. Faith repositions fear at the bottom of our lives. First John chapter four and verse eighteen says there is no fear in love, but perfect fear So perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. There it is there. Fear has to do with punishment. I believe that in our lives, even when we're faced with social situations like we're in now, where we as a church and and, in our society, we're being asked to socially be distant from people. It's an opportunity for the spirit of fear to work in our lives and to, to, to come in and cause all kinds of angst and issues and... What not, but wouldn't it be amazing that if we as believers could choose when that fear begins to creep in, maybe in a family setting and conversations happen, maybe your kids are coming home from school and asking questions about this and that. And what if we were able to, with the voice of faith, with the language of faith, understand that, no, when I I choose, to to reposition fear where it should be and understand that fear is actually something that I can reposition in my life by using the language of faith. Isn't it incredible how we can do that? I love what it says in 1 John. It says, perfect love casts out all fear. If you think about casting out from a biblical perspective, it means getting rid of. It means eliminating it from my life. And I believe that as we choose to use words of faith, as we use to, to take on a spirit of faith, we can do that in our lives and reposition in Jesus name. I hope you hope you're leaning into this message. I do believe that God can use this to help all of us. So number 3 is this. So what were the first two points? First one was faith is a greater force. Number 2, faith positions fear. And number 3 is this. Faith is an overcomer. Faith is an overcomer whereas fear will always give in. Fear will always capitulate. Fear will be the thing that, that causes you to say, oh, I just can't do this anymore. I'm running away. or I'm not going to do it and whatnot. But faith is actually an overcoming force in our lives. Faith is what helps us get over certain things. Why? Because sometimes we need to take our eyes off what's going on right here and lift our eyes to heaven because faith is the currency of heaven. We need to keep our eyes focused on heaven. Maybe right now you're in a in a little cycle, like a media cycle. And it's like, oh, I just feel like all I can do is just watch the news. I want to get the next update and find out. Can I just encourage you that that spirit of fear can work through those outlets and those avenues? But you need to take control. Right now, actually, in my own family, Jill and I, we are working so hard with one of our kids, our youngest, actually, Charlie. He's, he's an awesome kid. But we're teaching him right now to rule his spirit. Teaching him right now when, you know, he gets upset or he doesn't get what he wants and maybe he reacts emotionally or... You know, you know, freaks out at his brother or sister, we're, we're stopping and we're saying, hey, you can, you can take control. You can actually take control of your spirit and choose the direction that you want to go. It's exactly the same for us now. If we choose faith, we're choosing the overcoming life. When we choose fear, we're choosing uh, what ultimately leads to a more negative place or a place that's not so great in our lives. Faith in Christ is the greatest overcoming force in our lives. You think about it for a moment. Death has quite the impact without Christ. Death has quite the impact eternally without Jesus in the picture, but because of Jesus, faith now carries the power to overcome death, which means for all of us that faith in Christ is the greatest overcoming force that we could possibly have in our lives. I want to finish with this scripture, John 16, verse 33 in the message says this, Jesus answered them, Do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me. But this is what Jesus says, but I'm not abandoned. He wasn't talking about them. He wasn't talking about his disciples, the people around him that he said, you're about to save your own skins and go look after yourselves. He says, even if you do that, I'm not abandoned. Look what he says, the Father is with me. I've told you all of this so that trusting me, you will be the unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But listen to what Jesus says. But take heart. I've conquered the world. Other translations say, I've overcome the world. Faith is the greatest overcoming force in our lives. Faith in Jesus Christ joins our faith to Him and He has overcome. I hope that encourages you today. And I really want to just encourage you, no matter where you're at, that this message understanding the eclipse of fear and faith and what that can do in our lives is the potential to be so powerful in this time so where does that leave us today well i believe we need to take this to our worlds these truths these actions these words and ultimately this message needs to go out in the world around us so in this time of in terms of large settings social distancing where we're not having mass gatherings and whatnot for the next few weeks or whatever, why don't we take this message to our world around us? Maybe starting with our families, our marriages, our kids, and you know our workforce. I think even in you know, conference call settings and you know situations like that that are just kind of every day and seem routine, what if we were the type of people that said, no, faith is going to overcome. Faith is going to be the greatest force in my life. I can reposition fear in this whole deal. I can put it in a place where it needs to be. I believe we can take this message to the streets, to the places of life, the traffic lanes of life that we are in as people, that we can take this spiritual element, this spiritual eclipse when fear and faith collide and ultimately position us in the best possible way. I wonder what God is going to do with you in these coming weeks. I wonder what the challenge is gonna look like for you because he's gonna give us all one every single day. We're saved, not just for ourselves, but we're saved with a purpose for the world around us. I really believe that in this moment, God's gonna use this time as a a way for the church, his church, the bride of Christ, the people of God to rise up in this time and understand that this is the moment to shine. This is the opportunity that we have to be able to look outward into our world and in the best way that we possibly can take this message of the gospel, which is simply the love of God expressed through Jesus and give people the opportunity to come into a relationship with God. So whatever that looks like for you today, I pray it would be a significant week or two for you. That you might be able to have a conversation with someone. You might be dealing with someone who has fear that's kind of just going through them at the moment. Maybe they've got a relative that's somewhere on the other side of the world. I don't know what it'll look like. I'm believing for amazing miracles in this season for us as a church, for us as people. But I wonder what it could look like for you. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us as a church to receive this opportunity, to understand this holy eclipse that takes place when fear and faith collide and to take that message of faith as a greater force into our world today. So why don't you grab the person next to you that you're sitting with in on the couch or wherever and let's hold hands and let's really unite in this moment together. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. And Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to gather together as a people, your people, Lord, dedicated to you, set apart. Um, Father, I just thank you that even in tough times, even in in times where um, people are strained and Maybe people are fearful. God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would just begin to to give us that confidence, that bold confidence that comes from having faith in you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in the midst of our church here in our city. Father, I pray for all the churches of our city um, and our county and beyond. Lord, Father, I pray for our nation at this time. Lord, I just pray that this message, that the gospel, would shine brightly. Um, in this time as we choose to to put our faith and our trust in a god that we know created it all father you sit on the throne and you you oversee everything lord we know you're in control of our lives so we choose today to to not choose fear but to choose faith to put our trust in you to lift our eyes towards you lord father thank you for stories and miracles of your grace and your mercy and your favor lord i thank you for what you're doing right now god thank you for your word Holy Spirit, we pray you would seal it in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.